<coughs> okay, I'm getting back into the podcast, and today I want to talk about emotional intelligence. So, a lot of times my topics just come to me, and this one was no different. Um, so, we'll just dive right into it. Emotional intelligence can also be known as social skills. You can use them interchangeably. Uh, In layman's terms, uh, the definition of that is the ability to understand people, interact with people, have good working relationships with people, get along with people, and essentially navigate yourself, navigate yourself through the world is what social skills and um, emotional intelligence is. They're essentially the same thing. Now, I want to talk about social skills. Um, I like to use the word social skills. I, I might say emotional intelligence, but I prefer to use the word social skills. And I want want to talk about social skills. And the reason why I like to call it social skills is because emotional intelligence implies smart or dumb. And I don't like to think of it in terms of that because um, you're not necessarily dumb if you have poor social skills or trouble getting along with people. And I think it's demeaning if you say someone has a low social intelligence. Um, I think skills are something, though, we are able to learn. And um, that's more of a positive frame for me. So I like to think of it as social skills. Um, And I want to talk about social skills as it relates to getting what you want in life and as it relates to being a trauma survivor and how someone can have no social skills or deficient social skills because of trauma and what those residual effects are. Now, Um, you know, just to reiterate, I'm a person that shares ideas. I'm not a, I'm I'm just like, I got a business degree, but other than that, I don't have any real credentials. Um, I'm just a person that shares ideas and I, and I feel like I have a good perspective on it. So I'm coming at you through a lens of someone with some experience and someone that shares ideas, not trying to give you, um, Trying, I'm not trying to give you, um, you know, advice, you know, um, counseling advice or anything like that. I'm just giving you my point of view. Okay. So let's just dive in. So social skills, as it pertains to getting the things you want in life, in my opinion, there's nothing, there's no... There's no intangible thing out there that will be more 
instrumental in getting you the things that you want than your social skills. IQ, your looks, your college degree, well, your college degree is tangible, but IQ, you know, um, you know, looks, um, you know, that type of thing, that is not as important as social skills. You can be the smartest person in the world, um, but if you can't get along with anybody, you could be unemployable. And you could go nowhere in your career. Um, you could be the best looking person in the world. But if you're absolutely atrocious to be around and inappropriate around someone's parents, well, you might have trouble dating. So, you know, this is why I think social skills are the most important intangible thing that there is. It's just off, it's off the top of my head, forgetting the things you want in life. Things like a good job, having a good career, having a wife, um, being a respectable member in the community. Now, these things all hinge on social skills. Um, you know, and they're, they're kind of underappreciated. So um, that's why social skills are so important. Because literally all the most important things that you're going to have in your life are going to depend on your social skills, your likability in the workplace, your your wife's ability to stand you after 20 years, um, your community, you know, appreciating you as a pillar of the community. That's all has to do with social skills. So... And now that we kind of understand the importance of social skills and what it will bring you, I want to talk about um, being a trauma survivor and how that affects social skills. Um, so there's a lot of things about trauma that people don't understand. And... Um, one of the things people don't understand about trauma is that they think that once the trauma happens and then it's over, the, the pain's over. And then all the negative effects are over. But a lot of times, the after the negative event occurs, the negative traumatic event occurs, it's only the beginning of the hell that the victim goes through. And uh, poor social skills is a good example of this. And I, I can kind of, I can speak to this from personal experience. Um, I was someone that suffered with caregiver abuse, um, with abandonment issues, with um, a sister dying an untimely death. Uh, you know, uh, and I I struggled in school, um, telling inappropriate jokes uh, at the wrong time. And not having friends and being the class clown and kids laughing at me and not with me and being a pariah in school and not being popular and dealing with that rejection my whole life that carried over into adulthood and made me unemployable, made it hard for me to finish college, you know, that type of thing. Um, 
and and that rejection was the same thing with uh, meeting girls. You know, because of my lack of development, I um, I didn't know how to date. I didn't learn how to date in high school. So, you know, it carried over to me being a bachelor, you know, still at thir- age 34. You know, and I'm a good-looking guy who's successful and a lot of women would want to be with, but I'm still single. And the... Why is that? Well, the answer is that up until this point, I've had low, low social, low social emotional intelligence, not very good social skills. Um, and I've had to work on that. And you see it with a lot of people. You know, look at trauma survivors. People on the Jerry Springer show, you know, their their whole life is constant conflict. They don't know who their kid's dad is. They're always wasting their money and getting evicted from the house and getting fired from their job and being sexually promiscuous and, and going on national television and talking about their problems. And these people... I mean, when you look at them, you can obviously see they have deep wounds that they're exposing on national television. However, if you was to look into these people's lives, I bet you would see some stuff like abandonment, substance abuse from their parents, trauma, sexual abuse, things like that. And those things will lead to poor social skills. Um, this might not seem obvious, you know, when you think about it. Well, how does trauma cause, um, you know, poor social skills? How does trauma cause poor social skills? I mean, I can see how trauma can make you afraid of something. That, that makes sense. But how does trauma cause poor social skills? Well, there's a lot of ways. And there's, there's infinite possibilities as to how someone can develop poor social skills through trauma. Um, There's so many social skills out there. There's so many types of trauma and there's so many effects that trauma has on a person that the possibilities are really endless. So for instance, um, some trauma survivors don't know when they're making people uncomfortable because they are so desensitized to emotional distress because they've been traumatized so much that they don't get a central nervous system response like normal people. That when they make people uncomfortable with an unwanted sexual advance or an inappropriate joke, they don't recognize it, you know? Trauma survivors do that kind of stuff, and then they they don't recognize making the person uncomfortable, but then they get rejected. And then they don't understand why they get rejected. So this leads to a very negative feeling. Um, I mean, you have, code of, you have codependent people who develop maladaptive behavior that read into every single thing that their partner does. 
and they think that their partner's going to abandon them or they take everything their partner says seriously. You know, that that's not having good social skills. Um, you have people out there that were not given the love and the care that they needed growing up. So they always have to make things about them. So they're not able to ask people leading questions, the social skill of showing interest and actively listening because this person's been neglected and, all, and they have to make the conversation about me, 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 me. So these are the things that trauma survivors do throughout their life. They have poor social skills because of maladaptive behavior that they developed and um, poor social skills that happened. Now, what I'm saying is very harsh, and, and I'm one of these people that have done that have done this. And to be honest, we could all have better social skills. Um, and this is not to come down on trauma survivors or anybody with poor social skills and to label them and, and to weaponize that claim and, and to paint them as something bad. You know, if you have poor social skills because of something you went through. You have every reason in the world to have poor social skills. If you created maladaptive behavior because of abandonment issues or abuse, and now it makes it impossible for you to hold a job or to have a happy relationship, you have every reason in the world to possess those behaviors and character traits that are running those relationships and creating all these problems in your life. It's very valid. Um, but what I want to say is there comes a point that even though it isn't at your fault that you have this problem, even though these things were, um, these, these traumas, or these traumas were given to you and they have these residual effects, it's your responsibility to fix them. And you have to develop social skills to navigate this world, to get the things you want, to overcome your circumstances, to overcome, overcome your trauma, to beat the odds. Because if you were abused, you were abandoned, you were beaten, you were neglected, your parents were drug addicts and um, abused you all the time. Odds are, not in your favor, that you'll be happily married, not incarcerated, holding a good job, having a car and a house. But if you can develop some good social skills, your odds are going to increase that you will have those things. If you learn how to interact with people and smile and be pleasant and not have unnecessary conflicts and ask leading questions and show interest in people and set boundaries with toxic people and avoid, and avoid Situations that you know will be futile and, and, and toxic and all these things, you know, like social skills, you increase your odds. Um, <clears throat> and, and I just encourage you to watch people that are doing well in life and middle class people. And I know I'm speaking generally, but watch, watch a lot of the middle class people and the wealthy people. They do well in life. A lot of times because they have good social skills. Watch how they interact in the office. Watch how they talk to their boss. Um, watch the relationships they have. A guy that has a marriage that's been going well for 30 years and look at the way he talks to his wife. 
Uh, read the books. Read books about social intelligence. Watch YouTube videos on social intelligence. Now, start small. Um, because uh, this stuff will help you have a better life and it is um, a step towards recovery. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it.